During the pandemic, American businesses started experiencing what experts are calling the great resignation. According to the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics, employees between the ages of 30 to 45 years old had the greatest increase in resignation rates with more than 20 percent between 2020 to 2021. In fact, experts are still scrambling to figure out the cause of this phenomenon that has impacted the healthcare, hospitality, and tech industries the most. It's believed that many workers have simply grown fed up with heavy workloads caused by the pandemic and subsequent hiring freezes that have impacted their overall work-life balance. That's why it was no surprise to learn that women own 31% of small businesses in the U.S. and that 17% of Black women are in the process of starting or running a new business. According to What to Become, the female entrepreneurial activity rate in the U.S. is 16.6% women owned. While these numbers are impressive, sadly, only 20% of small businesses fail in their first year and 50% don't survive beyond five years. Maintaining a happy and healthy relationship takes work, even if that relationship is with yourself. There's work required to attain and maintain a meaningful life. Anything worth having is worth fighting for, and our relationships are certainly worth the fight. I use my personal struggles to help inspire my coaching and mentoring practice because I know what it feels like to be unhappy with yourself and in your relationship. I mentor singles on how to attract and find love and women who are struggling to rekindle the passion and romance in their relationship by offering support and tools to transform their love story. When unhappiness has overwhelmed you, how do you transform your mindset? When a disagreement in your relationship gets you off balance, how do you get back on track? Let's talk about it. Welcome to Your Day and Beyond podcast, episode 27. I'm your host, dating and relationship coach, Shawnette Ahiabi. Let's begin with a prayer and then let's dive right into today's show, Business Strategies for Success. Heavenly Father, we come today just giving you glory and honor and thanking you for just waking us up today. God, we ask that you open our eyes and our ears of understanding today as we listen to our guest drop many pearls of wisdom on how we can be more successful or how we can even launch and start our businesses in a successful way. God, I pray for every woman out there who is struggling to maintain her business or grow her business. Give her the grace to continue and to persist and be able to know what to do when she needs to do it to grow her business. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Today, I'm chatting with a very special guest, Michelle Milner Eradon. Michelle is a lover of all things business and spirituality, combining both to bridge the gap between people and how businesses operate. Since 2009, she has helped entrepreneurs elevate their service-led businesses by using her step-by-step -step conscious business framework model to shift them from stuck to flow. 
So they accelerate growth from a place of both business savvy, know-how, and intuition. In addition to her business successes, Michelle is a qualified life purpose and law of attraction coach, recce, spiritual and quantum touch healer, and spiritual medium in training. Her unique methods and frameworks draw on these modalities throughout her coaching and digital course programs. Michelle lives in Hertfordshire, United Kingdom, and is often found with a book studying for her astrology diploma, getting creative with drawing and painting, exploring new places, or creating new memories with her loved ones. So Michelle, tell us about Michelle. What makes you feel inspired or at your best? Thank you so much for that wonderful introduction. Super warm introduction. Thank you. Um, What makes me feel inspired? People make me feel inspired. There's so many people that I meet and I come across and I have done through all of my life. And they've got such amazing ideas and such amazing gifts to share with people, whether that's a really successful business or something that's a lot more not so out there in the open. And I love seeing those people come to life. So I ended up kind of coaching and mentoring quite early on. And that grew my business from from very early. People, people light me up and inspire me. Awesome. Who are the most influential people in your night in your life? Oh, I've been very lucky. I've had a few really lovely mentors, wonderful mentors. I think my mum comes first and foremost, absolutely first and foremost. She had a very difficult life struggles, as we all do, but she was a single mum for the most part of having three children. She had my brother when she was quite young, late teens. And so she's always had children in her life and and given us space and time and the resources we've needed as we've been growing up. And she is the strongest, most resourceful woman I know. So whenever I need to lean on someone, it's my mum. Her strength comes into me so beautifully. And I've had some really great mentors from a business perspective and and some people I've worked hands-on with for many years who have really inspired me. And I think there's lots of people out there in the world who are inspiring on a kind of, you know, A-list celebrity famous level. But for me, it's the people that are really in my close circle that that keep me going on a day-to-day basis. And that's so true because those are people that you can tap into at a moment's notice versus a celebrity or someone famous. So I love that your mom is one of your greatest inspirations. My mom, too, was a single parent and I learned so much from her and I gained so much of my strength and my persistence to succeed from her. Just watching her just navigate single parenting. So I love that. Tell me what a day in the life of Michelle looks like. (laughs) Do you really (laughs) want to know this? (laughs) I first and foremost value my spiritual path. So I will tap into the day before I decide to do anything significant. So I'll plan my days, my weeks and my months out just as we all do as, as business owners. But the first thing I do is really tap into the day. So understand the vibe of the day, the energy of me, if anything's present in me that maybe needs releasing or looking at or just sitting with and honoring that part of me. I do a lot of work with spirit guides through my mediumship as well. So it's tapping into all of that first and foremost. Uh, But as a personality, I like variety. So I don't like every single day being the same. So sometimes I'll think, right, okay, I'm going to go for a walk this morning and then I'm going to do 
my creative writing for the day or my coaching sessions. And sometimes as soon as I get up and I'm, I'm up and my teeth are brushed and I've sorted myself out, I'm at my desk and I'm involved in, in a project. So for me, it varies day to day, but ultimately it's all around doing the thing that I feel that I feel pulled to do. I think you and I are alike in that we like variety. I'm not a stickler for routine. I try to maintain routines in certain things, which are my skincare routine and trying to exercise and eat healthy and things like that. But as far as my day goes, it's filling into what I feel that day as to what I work on. So you and I definitely have that in common. What do you think the world will look like in five years? Oh, great question. Great, (laughs) great question. I feel that people, I mean, you touched on this in your introduction. I feel people are craving something more. And some people display that in terms of more material, but I think ultimately we're all craving something more nurturing in our own self, in our soul. And I think that what we're seeing now with people leaving their jobs and people just not feeling aligned to what they're doing, whatever language they might be using to describe that feeling and those circumstances, I think we're going to see a lot more people doing things that work best for their life. I think we're going to see a lot more businesses be successful, hopefully more than, than what's happening right now, because that whole model is changing. It's just dissolving and it's changing as we're experiencing and seeing now. I think people are going to care more about wellness, but not just from a tick box perspective, but from a true perspective. I think healing and being able to talk about spirituality and healing and emotions is be more open and which is definitely needed in the workplace and and outside in relationships. And I think (laughs) we're in some really tough times right now with a lot going on in the world. Mm -hmm. And first and foremost, we need to be in ourselves before we can help other people. And in five years time, I hope that we've all got to a place where those resources are available to us. And I I really love what you said there, especially about change, because I feel like what we're going through right now is a period of change. And as coaches, we know that change can be challenging because you want to stay with the familiar and you want, you know, that's familiar to you and that feels safe and change is unfamiliar. So there's a struggle within us to um, to shift to change. And I believe that everything that happened with the pandemic has changed the way we do business, the the way we take care of ourselves, the way that we look at humanity as a whole. And I think that there's a preface of change there and people are resisting that change. But no matter how we resist, the world and God and the universe is shifting us into a change. And I hope that we do get to a point where we give more of those things that you talked about to each other. Have you been searching for resources and tools that support your aspirations for a happier life? Look no further. The Charmed Life newsletter is the resource you've been looking for to empower you with content that supports a happy body, mind, and spirit. Each month, you will receive exclusive lifestyle articles on self-care and wellness content that help you live a happier and healthier life. Go to yourdayandbeyond.com today and subscribe to get the Charmed Life newsletter delivered to your inbox once a month. Every issue delivers quick-witted and easy-to-implement resources and tips to help you achieve a balanced and happier life. Every issue contains delicious 
quick to make recipes, mindfulness activities, self-care and wellness tips, and so much more. Michelle, let's talk about some of the common struggles of women business owners. What are two of the most common challenges that you see women in business struggling with and why? The first one, and these, I think these, these feel for me very serious challenges that we need to have the right tools to, to overcome and address and talk about openly. And the first one is that women do a lot. They do a lot. Um, as primary, tend to be primary carers. I'm talking about the majority, obviously not the minority here, but tend to be primary carers um, at home for, for children, for family. And I think that means that the women have less time mm-hmm. to, to work on their businesses. And that means that they are going from one thing to another to another quite regularly, which disturbs your ability to kind of get into the flow and into something more regularly. And also that brings out decision fatigue. So if you've been doing something all day, that's kind of life orientated or not around your business and you get to the end of the day to work on your business, we only have one bucket of energy when we wake up. It's kind of how I describe it. We've got one bucket of energy every day. And that first 30% of our energy is where we're at our best. So where we put our energy at the beginning of the day, and then you get to the end of the day and you're kind of on the last bits of the battery before you rest, recharge, sleep, and start another day. And I think that's the biggest thing is being able to understand and navigate that and consistently maintain your energy through the day in a way that works for you and what you're trying to achieve. And you touched on something in me. I mean, it resonated with me. I never thought of it that way, that we do just have one bucket of energy and we are as, you know, primary caregivers for most of us, most women taking care of everything else and everyone else. For me, it may look like doing housework in the morning or, you know, starting the meal so that it'll be cooked for my husband when he comes home in the evening. But when I get through with all of that, that's why I'm depleted and don't have the energy physically or mentally to work on my business. And I beat myself up about that. Like, why am I not, you know, getting further on my business? And why am I not getting these things done? When in actuality, it's what you said, we only have one bucket of energy that we start with in the morning. So reprioritizing is probably the key. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's some things in life that just come into our day-to-day routine that we kind of, you know, if you've got small kids, you've got people that really rely on you and like heavily rely on you practically. There's certain things that you, you can't change. You know, there's certain routines that we have to go. School times are going to be the same. Pickup's going to be the same. You know, dinner's going to need to be made. And it's just trying to find the ways that work for you. One of the things that that people don't realize sometimes is when you're focusing on a task, it takes about 20 minutes to get back into that task at the same level of deep flow state than if, if you're distracted. So if you're constantly distracted and it can be really emotionally knocking because you think like you've just said, like, why can't I do this? Like why? And physically it's not whether you can, it's not whether that thing is hard or easy. It's about the energy that you've used and the decisions that you've had to make. Decision fatigue is a thing. 
So oh, when de- you, yes, definitely. <laughs> absolutely. And it's not about the difficult decisions necessarily. It's about the amount of decisions that you've made through that day. And it's what am I going to make for dinner? Do I need to go and do the shopping? You know, all of these things matter and they do just take a little bit of our energy through the day. That's just naturally how we work. And it's preserving that energy in the right way or thinking about things in a different way in terms of our routine and how we want to, how we want our day to look and being really strategic on what we use our time with our most above and beyond anything else that we can use in life and business. The most valuable resources we have are time and attention. Mm. Cause time is something that's going to move whether you want it to or not. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And the ultimate there is attention. So where is our attention going? Right. How much, how much emotional energy are we putting into something? How much mental energy? Because we can probably, if I had to paint my house, I could probably do that and still feel quite energized at the end of the day. But if you've got something emotional or mental that you're battling with, or that's challenging or that you're overcoming, you often find yourself more exhausted at the end of the day than if you were going to do a whole day of physical activity. And is that because it takes so much energy to process emotional things Okay. Gotcha. So much, so much more energy, internal energy, but we have a habit as humans in this day and age of not realizing that something unseen is still active. Your body is still doing all the things that it needs to do, but we've never seen our heartbeat. We've never seen our brain. go. We've never looked at our own nervous system, but it's still going. It's still using up energy, still using up our valuable like life, life resource. And because we can't see those processes, we take for granted that the amount of energy that they do take from us, if we do, if we clean the whole house, we can see the results of our labor, so to speak. But with the, with the emotional inner work, the inner stuff that we, we do, we don't see that. So we don't realize that that's a factor too. And then you get to the end of the day and you're so drained. Do you know when you've had a really good cry mm-hmm. and you've mm-hmm. got no energy? But it's, feel- it's just like you're drained when Absolutely. you cry, but it's also a relief. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it, absolutely. So, yeah, I get exactly what you're saying. Do you believe that every business should start with a foundation, for instance, a business plan or a marketing strategy? And if so, why or why not? <laughs> I love this question. <laughs> I love this question. I believe the first thing that we need is the pull. We need the pull to do something for ourselves and for inside ourselves and outside materially to create something in the world simultaneously. And when we get that pull to help people with their relationships or to have a business to help people with their marketing or to be a coach to mentor people, whatever it might be you're doing, mm-hmm. if you're building a, a service, building a, a, an app, or if you're providing a product, whatever it is you're doing, if you haven't got that pull from within you that it lights you up somehow, some way, it won't go no matter what plan you've got in place, what business strategy you've got in place. It just won't lift off because the energy won't be there to support it from underneath when those hard days hit you. And even like the average days, if you don't have that kind of passion, I mean, it doesn't mean that you need to be crying from the hilltops that you've got this really great idea. It just has to be a light inside of you. That spark has to to be there. And when people go to do a business plan and their marketing strategy and, you know, sales processes, they do, the hows of those do start to find themselves as you walk on the way. Mm-hmm. They do start to fall into place. And usually there's small knowledge gaps that we can fill quite easily as we go. And the mistake people make is to do, to over-engineer their business plan, to think that they need to have everything mapped out before they start. Mm-hmm. I don't think you need everything mapped out before you start. I think the action brings in the how. 
because you find it because that's the one thing where your attention is going, where it just, you find it, it comes into you, you, you hear something and you think, Oh, that's going to work for me. Well, you start looking and you, you get a feel for what's going to work for you. I think you need to understand the very core part of what it is you want to achieve and who you want to help. And then things start to pan out. So I don't think you need one at the beginning. I think those foundations build and they are important, but they build as you go piece by piece. I like what you said there, because it doesn't matter if you have a plan and you have a great plan, because I know plenty of people that have started off and they're great with creating these business plans and uh, marketing strategies, but then they kind of stall out. And I think maybe desire is not there. They thought, okay, this is a great idea. I can make money doing this, but there was no desire there, no um, innate or intrinsic desire. And that piece is very important because it's going to fuel you to keep creating, to stay motivated because you have this desire to do something like when you, I'm not going to even relate it to food, but when you have a desire to like achieve something, lose weight or run a marathon or something like that, that desire is what's keeping you going and motivating you more than the training. Absolutely. Yeah. What do you think women business owners need to do to be successful? Uh, And I know you talked about having that desire and then letting the knowledge come to you, the how come to you, but how can you expand on that for their success? Is there a step-by-step method or is it intuitive to each person depending on what their desire is? I think it's a mix of both. (laughs) It's a mix of both. When you work consciously, so you have to know the kind of person that you are. If you're an organizer and you're happy creating a business plan and you could be there for three days creating this business plan that looks really nice, that reads really lovely, you, you know, it makes you feel organized, but think about the execution. Is that the bit which is going to make you feel a little bit vulnerable or a bit unstable? Because those pieces where you feel afraid are the pieces really where you need to go. So you're probably better off making a really simplified business plan. For any entrepreneur, I don't think complicated, unless you're going for funding or something down a different route. For for an entrepreneur, just working by themselves to create a service for themselves, they don't need a complicated business plan at all. And it doesn't need to take more than a half a day to create. So it's being conscious about who you are, how you work and the gaps or the things that you're not quite sure of or feel really afraid of, because we do, a lot of people I come across are afraid of the sales piece. Mm -hmm. So you can do the marketing strategy. You can, you can be behind the, the scenes and create the content, but actually coming out to do those sales calls. A lot of the time is where people just go around in circles because they think I'm doing all the things, but I'm not doing the thing that I need to be doing to bringing money into the business. And also understand what success means for you. The success for you is having £1,000 a month. That's your goal. You ignore all of the stuff that's online that tells you you need to have £10,000 months or you know 10K months, 100K years. You ignore all of that stuff because it really brings in the fear, you know, the FOMO side mm-hmm. of us comes mm-hmm. out. Or a comparison, you- comparing yourself yeah. to Absolutely. others. Yes. And then imposter syndrome comes in. There's a whole whole set of mindset issues that come in. And first and foremost, you need to be yourself, consciously be yourself. And that's the most important thing to be successful because nobody else can play your part. Nobody else can be you. Mm-hmm. And when you, when you start to realize that, and sometimes it takes a couple of clients coming in a little bit of, 
this went right, this went wrong to really find your, your footing. But then you realize that that's all an illusion and you were there all along. And that's the most powerful thing you can do as an entrepreneur, a female entrepreneur, to go and achieve the success that you were born to achieve and just you. See, and I love that. Those pearls of wisdom that you just dropped, that's everything. Because we live in a society where, you know, everybody's comparing you or you're comparing yourself to someone else, comparing yourself to standards of beauty that have been set by the modeling industry and things like that. But to be authentic is the greatest thing that you can do because no matter what it is you're creating or whatever business you're doing, I believe that it's necessary and it's needed in the world because we all have a purpose and no one should feel like, oh, well, this is stupid or it's been done before. It hasn't been done by you in the way that you would do it authentically. Love that. Oh, you're just dropping all this wisdom on us. <laughs> I'm so excited to share that Fight Less with Shanette Ehiabi, my new dating and relationship coaching site is now a reality. My VA team are still tweaking some of the links for the freebie, which was a little frustrating for me, but I've decided to remain positive about accomplishing my goal on schedule. What I'm most excited about is that I've created a program that will truly help women be their best for themselves and their relationships. You'll gain the clarity you need to unblock barriers that are negatively impacting your relationship or your ability to attract the love you want. I'll help you get unstuck from a behavior cycle that's unhealthy for you and limits your ability to have a healthy relationship. You'll learn relationship skills to help you transform your love story from one of disappointment and pain to that of abundant love where you can live a life of sustainable happiness. No matter if you're single and want to attract true love in a relationship, that you want to have to be happier and healthier or just coming out of a bad breakup or divorce and need to rebuild your confidence and find balance. You'll get the genuine support you need to make the shifts that help you have the authentic relationship you desire. I can't wait to connect with you on a more intimate level that allows me to provide you with more inspiration and motivation to live your best life ever. Go to fight-less.com today. I'm certain and fully confident in my purpose to help and serve women who are going through experiences that I've conquered and come out on the other side happier and healthier. I love the beautiful life I've created and that I'm living and I want the same for you. about the work you do, Michelle, and how you help your clients. What type of clients challenge you the most? Another great question. I think for me, a lot of my work is around helping people get clarity and breakthroughs. So where it's very challenging is where somebody doesn't have awareness that they need a breakthrough. If somebody, because I'm very spiritually based, a lot of the work I do is spiritual. So in a lot of my sessions, we're talking about a practical part of business, but actually it's not that part of business. We're not talking about pricing. We're talking about your 
feeling about money and you're, you know, we're talking about something that goes a lot deeper. And if somebody isn't aware that those things are playing out in parallel with the practical side of business, it can be very hard to get that breakthrough because that's what's needed to get a breakthrough. And it doesn't mean you need to have a huge process. Sometimes, I I mean, I've had loads loads of huge processes since I started my business and lots of my clients do. But if if there's no awareness around, actually, this is what I need to look at or somebody's blocking it, it can be very challenging and it's, you have to be very gentle to get somebody to see that because not, not everybody wants to open those parts of their past or, you know, whatever it might be for them. But in order to move forward in their business, there needs to be some realization on a level that helps them break through that. So that can be very challenging from a coaching perspective. And when somebody doesn't want to, or can't see that, that clarity that they need to break through. And I think as coaches, that's something that we deal with all the time. To me, having a business may be 20% in making your business successful, but I think the 80% or sometimes the 90% is greater. It's just mind work, your belief systems and dismantling those things that tell you you can't or that you don't deserve this or you're not worthy of it. I think those things get in the way more than anything else, more than having the ability to go speak to other people or more than having the ability to, you know, work your business and have the time to work it. It's the mindset. Yeah, you're right. A lot of people are not even aware that this is what's blocking them. A lot of people are not aware that this is what's holding them back from being, you know, the great person they can be. And we all have, we all have belief systems that either we grew up in our environment or it was modeled to us. And some of them worked for that time period in our life. But as we grow and expand, those belief systems may not work for us anymore. And we have to, you know, unstructure those and create new belief systems. So I believe anybody can be successful, but I think what holds people back is fighting through some of those belief systems. Which type of client inspires you the most and how do they inspire you? Oh, difficult question. <laughs> I, it's, all of my clients inspire me because they are stepping out of their comfort zone to do something really great. And it's always for other people. They always want to connect. It's the domino effect. And that really, really inspires me. I think I get really inspired by the people that are come to me and they say, I you know, I don't want to do this and I don't want to do that. And I want to go down this single road because when you have somebody who isn't afraid to lose everything that doesn't fit them to go after the thing that does, that is really inspiring because we can't be all of the things to all of the people. And we're afraid to say no, we're afraid to not be successful in the eyes of the people around us, you know, and it's sometimes we don't want to let people down. And, but when you get someone who is like, no, this is my higher calling. This is my higher purpose. And I'm going to go and get it that, that for me and having no fear, actually, that's not entirely true. It's not about having any fear. It's about knowing that fear is going to come, but you're going to do it anyway. And I find that really inspiring. I do too. And I love to put examples or read about women who are doing the, you know, things that are challenging for them and they're overcoming them because they had a no nonsense attitude. Like I'm doing this no matter what I'm all in. And a few months ago when I was kind of going back and forth with my business, you know, 
is this working is, you know, why isn't this working or why is it not, you know, why is it not getting me to where I want to go? I had to ask myself, well, are you all in? Do you have one foot here and one foot on the other side? But that all in attitude, the woman who can grasp that and says, you know what? I am in this. I don't care what it takes, what the sacrifice is. I'm going to do this. That's the woman that inspires me for sure. What client success stories are you most proud of and why? Oh, Oh, there's loads of these. The first one that's just come to mind, so I'll share this one. I was working with a female entrepreneur and she had a team of about eight people. And there was lots of different things happening in the business. And um, we made quite a few changes in her business to restructure how people were working. One of the things we did that had a profound effect was meditation. So she led a meditation because everybody absolutely adored and loved her. We did a meditation once a week with the team, which really connected the team very, very well. And it enabled a space, a real safe space for people just to be. We implemented some this kind of softer skills, softer coaching skills and tools amongst really changing some of the business strategy and how we were making revenue. And at the end of that, and some of that actually was deep time work. So making sure people had that focus time during the day to get their best work done at the time of the day that suited them best. Mm-hmm. So we just made it flexible and we didn't say to people, right, you need to work nine to five. And we just, we want you to be on a run of output for that entire time. It was all about results and the effective work that we were, we were working towards as a team together. Mm-hmm. And at the end of a three month stint, we doubled our revenue and that oh, was wow. the practical side of the business. We doubled our revenue, but not only that, everyone was so much happier doing their job. They were so and much happier. And all because of that little thing, meditation. Well, it's not a little thing. It made a big difference. Made a big difference because the knock-on effect of that was people being able to understand how to explain themselves in a work environment. So today I feel really emotional. I'm free. I spoke to my parents today. There's something going on today. I feel wobbly. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. What, what are you working on today? Mm-hmm. I'm doing this, this, and this. Okay. Do you need some help? Just that five minute conversation in the morning enabled somebody to express how they were feeling mm-hmm. without fear of judgment, process those emotions if they needed to take the time they needed to and get support on the work where they needed it. And it was just, it was a game changer. Do you ever think that if all companies could run that way, how much better our world would be? How much more more successful people in general will be? Yeah. Just not, not as a tool. I think some companies use it as a tool because they want to offer something, but they don't, it doesn't integrate. For me, it's not having it in silos. It's integrating that awareness of people. And, you know, it's funny you said that the way you said it, when I started in my career back in 2009, about A couple of years later, when I'd had a bit of experience under my belt, I thought to myself, how amazing would it be if people were kinder to people? And Mm -hmm. that's where I started. That's where I got the name, no framework from. And I stuck that my, my strategies around business development started. So it's, it's funny that you say it like that, but absolutely agree. It's just putting the humanity back into what we do. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Once upon a time, I was the woman who thought if I had more money, a better job, or a closet full of designer labels, that I'd be happy. 
Well, I had all of that and I wasn't happy. I wasn't happy with the external things because it was my internal belief system that was making me unhappy. It took me a while to realize that I needed to dismantle some faulty belief systems that stem from my past. Even with all the material things that I had, I still felt like I wasn't enough. I was once in a space where I allowed my past to dictate my future and it was unhealthy and it didn't serve my purpose. I knew I had to change things, but I didn't know how. That is until I sought help. I started with therapy and eventually hired a life coach to help me unpack all of the faulty belief systems that kept me feeling like I was not enough. Seeking help was the most loving thing I did for myself, so much so that I was compelled to train and become a life coach. Fight Less with Shawnette Ehiabi is my latest endeavor, and I'm so excited about this journey. As a dating and relationship coach, I help women identify thoughts that keep them stuck and repeating the same behaviors that lead to constant fighting or dead-end relationships. In my new program, First Date to Forever, you'll learn how to manage your mind to achieve breakthroughs from faulty belief systems and stories you tell yourself about not being worthy enough to have a beautiful life or a happy and healthy relationship. I guide you in the process of turning your past hurts into your greatest blessings by helping you tap into your power to create new stories from your future and not your past. I invite you to check out fight-less.com, a space where you can connect with me and find the resources to help you if you're dating and looking for love, married or in a relationship, or going through a bad breakup or divorce. Go to fight-less.com today and sign up for more information about this new program. And remember, when you commit to doing the work, you can rewrite your love story. Michelle, let's talk about your signature framework. I know you mentioned it a couple of times, but let's get into it. Tell me, why do clients seek your services? A lot of the time, they're completely unclear on where to go, what to do. They're trying to do all of the things and then they don't know what to do. So it's that really they come to me because they need clarity and they need a structure that works for them, for them to be able to move forward, just take that next step sometimes in their business because they don't know which way to go. And all of my coaching and all of my programs are around three things, which is know yourself, know your people and know your business. So knowing how you work best, knowing what serves you. If you're not the kind of person, like you and I said earlier, if you're not the kind of person that likes a routine, don't bother trying to put a routine in that's the same every day because it will de-energize you and it will stifle your growth. Yes. It might work for somebody else really well, but it doesn't work for the likes of you or me. If you, you know, the opposite is true. If, if you really like structure, have that beautiful calendar with color coded sections of different things that you're doing. And that would work beautifully for you. So it's finding these ways. There's everything we need to do as entrepreneurs that are similar. We need to make sales. We need to write marketing copy. We need to have websites. You know, there's all these things that we need to do. Mm -hmm. But how do we do them that serves us, the people that we're trying to communicate with and that we want to help and support and serve, and then in turn our business. So once those three things connect, once we understand the foundations of those three things, you can really start to 
have a business that you enjoy because people don't enjoy the business because they're doing all the things they don't want to do. The amount of people that come on to programs with me and they say, I really hate social media. <laughs> I don't want to do the social media <laughs> stuff. And they think they have I'm to guilty. <laughs> but, you know, it really is. It's, it's very draining, especially I find as an introvert myself, I find as more introverted people, introverted beings, we don't want to be um, on show all of the time, but that is 100% okay. Of course that's okay. And your ideal clients, no matter what you do, are in more than one place. So if you pick one thing that you enjoy or that you can run with, that you find inspiring and run with that, for example, Instagram, if Instagram is the platform for you, run with that one platform. And I think people are so scared that the decisions that they make are in concrete. Nothing is in concrete and nothing lasts forever. It lasts however long you want it to last Mm -hmm. and it goes where you want it to go. So just stick with one platform and the relief that some people have when they realize they don't have to do all these things, Mm -hmm. like, oh my God, okay, fine. (laughs) And they've just got, you know, 10 hours a week back for not having to create content for five different platforms. That is a brave move because people think that they're going to lose all this business by coming off the, all these other platforms or having these groups that actually they're not serving at their best because they don't have the energy or the inclination for it. So it's getting those things right, knowing yourself, what works for you. And all of these things are moving parts. They're moving parts always. And we have to embrace that things change and embrace the unknown of those as well. So how do we work best? Maybe this morning a meditation worked really well for me, but tomorrow morning it might be a bath might work really well for me in the morning to get myself in the right frame of mind. So (laughs) knowing all of those things that work best for you and yourself and how you best connect with people and serve people, everything around the people that you're connecting with. So your suppliers, your clients, everybody in your, everybody that your business touches, those are your people your collaborations everything those are your people that's your tribe and then your business the practicalities fall in place around those things I love what you said about the social media piece because like I said I'm guilty I do not like going on lives I I just don't like that I don't even like posting a lot my social media numbers are so low and for a few years it bothered me really bad but I got to a place where I'm okay with it. And what I'm doing in place of that to reach my clients and to reach potential clients, I like to write. I like to talk. So my podcast that, you know, that's how it came about. And my blog, those are things I love. Like I stayed up last night, I believe until 2 a.m. And I ha- I looked and I was like, oh my God, I've been on this computer for like three hours, but I was just putting out content after content on my blog or writing my scripts for my podcast. But that's my wheelhouse. That's where I feel comfortable. That's where I feel I can be the most value to the people I'm trying to reach or the tribe, you know, that I'm I'm creating. Social media is just not my thing. It, it really isn't. And I've been toying with the idea of hiring someone to do that piece for me because I know in business today that it is, you know, I'm not going to say it's a necessity, but it is something that would be a great addition to help you attract people because so many people go to social media for so many different things. But I love that you said that. And thank you for just validating how I felt and <laughs> about it and, and the resolution that I came to. Now, when working with women entrepreneurs, in your opinion, 
What keeps them from achieving success? Now, we talked about mindset. We did talk about that. But is there anything else that holds them back from being successful other than the beliefs that that keep them stuck in not feeling like they're worthy of that success? It's all conditioning and conditioning about everything. Conditioning about how we believe success should look, what our life should look like. Mm-hmm. Conditioning about our own self-worth mm-hmm. and even, even thinking that self-worth is a thing. So to go super, super deep here, self-worth isn't a real thing. You can't show me self-worth. If I say to you now, show me self-worth. Mm-hmm. You can't show me, but you can feel it. Right. So it's understanding that these things that we think, even, even the stuff that we don't realize that we think yet, And it is just taking away all of those layers and realizing that what we are and who we are has got nothing to do with any of that. And that is a process in itself. Mm -hmm. But I think that's the one thing that that keeps people from being successful is the the mind. If we can come out of the mind and into our heart space or our energy space, we're totally different people. What you just said there was beautiful. You were up until two, which might've made you really tired, but you lost all concept of time and space because you were enjoying what you were doing, right? Whereas if you'd been sitting there to think, to create content for something you didn't enjoy, you would have been clock checking. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm just going to put this away and go to bed. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It would have been been blocked. It would have been totally blocked from you because it wasn't flowing. And the thing that stops people from being successful is thinking that they need to be anything other than what they are to be successful and being afraid of that. And being afraid of, of any judgment, but once all of, once you understand, even just aware that you might be thinking like that, it does start to dissolve on its own. It doesn't have to be, you know, as I say, a, a massive process, it does start to dissolve on its own, but mm-hmm. it's, it's thinking that anything, anything outside of you has more power than you do. Beautiful. Beautiful. Now, how can we overcome those blocks that are keeping us stuck? For me, and this has gone, this is obviously quite um, heavy in my own business, but also my my personal journey was to find ways, people, specifically people to support the things that I believed in that, and that were important to me and that aligned with my values. Mm-hmm. So I did loads of spiritual work, like the Reiki I did. And that wasn't really to do it in my business. When I started doing it, it was just something that I wanted to explore and I felt pulled to. And now I use it in my practices. Find people that help you see the person that you really are. Mm -hmm. And there's a, it's Jim Ron who says, you are some of the five people that you spend the most time with. If you Mm -hmm. are consumed by things that keep you in the same conditioning that keeps you stuck, Mm -hmm. you're never going to break through that. You're never going to realize that you can break through that. So find the people and the places and the things that really light you up and make you thrive. And that might be outside of your circle, but that's okay. And it is okay because that is something that a lot of people struggle with when they're trying to elevate or trying to do something new or or change some of the belief systems. I think they feel guilty if they had a community or a surrounding of people that kept them stuck in that belief system. They felt guilty about, you know, letting that go. And you don't have to cut people off, but I think it's important to limit the amount of time that you're spending with those people and continue to, you know, so that you can continue to excel and elevate. Yeah. And it's, it's true, unconditional love, like understanding a lot of people are afraid of success because they feel that it's going to hurt the people around them. 
Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. a real thing. They feel like it's going to hurt or damage or something the people around them. And or that the relationship won't be the same anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. But that's, that's conditioned love. Right. That's, that's all conditioned. And it's understanding what's yours, what's yours to carry and what somebody else is to carry. And every one of us has a purpose. And if your purpose is to elevate in a direction that's different from where they are, it's okay. It's okay. (laughs) Unconditional. What is the no framework? The no framework. We've touched on on a lot of this already. Actually, Uh I um, uh, should have left some of it for this question. I um, (laughs) the framework is all around the three things, which is knowing yourself, knowing your people and knowing your business. And the parts of it that are very different to what I found, because there was gaps for me between the spiritual self and the business self. There was such big gaps and, you know, you turn up into work and you turn into this person that you think you should be because you're sitting in front of a computer writing an email. Mm -hmm. And there was such, there was such a disconnect between conscious business and, and just business for for business's sake and the things that we learn and the framework brings those two together so that we can process through and that's practical and non-practical. So if we hit something in our businesses, that is an emotional trigger. We, that's what's needs processing that is what we need to look at that gets looked at and that gets processed mm-hmm. and then we find the way in for the practical matter that makes something work for you and the entire framework is built around making sure that you have the tools you need to do business your way and that doesn't mean you can't it's not one or the other we don't have to choose between being happy and having a successful business like there was once a time where a lot of people thought that was true and that looking from the outside was true but it does not have to be that way And they're not happy. So even if I mean, because I came out of the business out of corporate and I worked in HR for over 25 years. Oh, Lord, I'm dating myself. (laughs) But I worked in HR for over 25 years and worked my way all, all the way up to a director of HR. And there's this this expectation in business in the business world that you come in and then you leave all of your your problems at the door and when you come in here it's all about the business but there is no way that you can separate the two you can't separate if you've had a bad day or if you're going through something emotionally like a divorce or a financial struggle or something like that you can't separate that from work. I mean, it's a part of you. It's who you are. It's attached to you. And it requires you to process through through some of those things. And it's to me, it's just ludicrous for companies and organizations to continue to perpetuate that attitude. I've been lucky and then I've been unlucky into where I've had bosses that really were compassionate. If I was going through something and they understood that and they understood how it impacted my work, but I've had the opposite. I've had those that act like they're made of stone and they don't have any feelings. So therefore you shouldn't have any feelings that would impact your work. And so it's just, I don't think you can separate the two. There's no way because of who we are. Yeah, absolutely. Now more than ever, your mental wellness is very important. 
It's normal to have thoughts that are negative sometimes, but when sometimes turns into all the time, there's a problem. When you've gotten comfortable with thinking unhealthy, it can be hard to recognize that those thoughts are not serving you in the best way. That's why I've created a guide to help you become more aware of your thoughts that may not be healthy or serving you. Go to yourdayandbeyond.com and download the free I Am What I Think guide. It will help you become more aware of your thoughts so you can work on any cognitive distortions and negativity that may be keeping you stuck in an unhealthy thought pattern. If left unchecked, negative self-talk can lead to feelings of despair and hopelessness. It's my prayer that if you're in this cycle, that you reach out to me or someone in your life who can help you get to a better place. You don't have to suffer with negative thoughts that may cause you to do harm to yourself. I'm here for you at no cost. You can schedule a complimentary chat with me at fight-less.com and together we can figure out things and help you work out your mental wellness to get to a better place. Before we close, Michelle, I wanted to just thank you so much. This has been so inspiring to me. Um, this this interview has really sparked a lot of things to motivate me. And I really, truly hope that my listeners are also sparked and will reach out to you and we'll get to how they can get in contact with you. But just your energy. I love your energy. I love everything about you. And we connected, you were talking about connections and, and a support system. We connected through Female Entrepreneur Association. And I really think it's a great organization to connect with people like you and others that I've met who are so positive and who are are just really transparent. If you're going through some struggles in your business or challenges or things like that, and not afraid to talk about it and inspire other women and help other women with your stories. So I just want to say that I don't, I don't think I said it before, but I just want to let you know how much I appreciate you carving out the time to spend with us today and share all of this knowledge that you're pouring out on us. Thank you. Likewise. So what motivates you and what discourages you and how do you manage those discouragements? What motivates me is to help someone else. I've been like that since I was, I don't know, primary school, very, very young. <laughs> what motivates me always is to help somebody else, no matter what situation I'm in. Mm-hmm. What discourages me, it's probably the same, the other side of the same coin is when somebody I'm around somebody that doesn't want to help someone else that kind of discourages me from being able to connect or knowing like not being comfortable in that situation. Mm -hmm. Um, I think in business, what discourages me is things that just don't feel good, (laughs) that just don't excite me, just don't feel good. And that don't feel like me. When you think that you have to, or you should do something that's when I go down that track, I'm like, no. And that's the, you know, the discouragement is the feeling like you have to do something rather than do the thing that really makes the most difference. So is that, that thing, when you start feeling uncomfortable about it, is that your key to know this? Okay. This isn't for me. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm very kind of like, I feel it in my body first.
And then if my head kicks in, it kicks in, but it always comes through my body first. Right. And so I, I get a yes or a no, and then I kind of sit with it sometimes, but it's, it's in my body first. And if, if something feels like a pull, like a yes, mm-hmm. then some, this, I just trust implicitly in the universe that something down that road is meant for me. Mm-hmm. If it mm-hmm. feels like a yes, if it's a no, it means I'm going to go down a road that's going to stop me from going somewhere that's meant for me to help whoever it is I need to help on that path. Have you ever done something or started to do something and just kept getting met with roadblock after roadblock? And at the end of it, you realize that really wasn't the direction I should have gone in and I should have listened to my intuition, but you didn't. Oh, another great question. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, there's probably loads. I've been, I'm very, for a lot of people kind of looked at me many, many years ago for the decisions that I made in my career. And we're like, oh, why are you doing that? Or in my life? And I've been very intuitively led. That's, I mean, my mum was a medium as well, and she was very spiritually led and very intuitive. So I was very lucky that I had, that, that I had her to be able to talk to. But I think when, I mean, when I first started my business, I also fell into the trap of, okay, what should I be doing? And I was a business consultant for years and I was really battling with, because I had so much knowledge around the the business side of things and how to build a business and strategy and that kind of got in the way of my instincts. So I started out my business or more of a consultancy level, as opposed to a one-on-one connection, which is what I absolutely love. Mm -hmm. Um, and I kind of, I did that for a few months and I was like, but it just doesn't feel right. I was so excited before and it just doesn't feel right. I think that's a really good example because I was, I tried to push through the barrier, even though I knew that it wasn't quite right, but I didn't know the answer. So I kept going. And then I just stopped one day and I was like, no, just no, just stop, just stop for however long you need to just stop. And then I came back quite quickly to one-on-one work, which is really where I, I love, I love the connection and the, the, the intimacy of a one-on-one kind of relationship. So I, that's where I came back to, but yeah, a brilliant question. <laughs> <laughs> and you can tell you're thriving in it, but I think we've all made that mistake of trying to follow a certain model or, or a certain, you know, plan. And it's really not what we really desire to do. So that's why I asked that question. <laughs> now tell us about your current projects and how my listeners can sign up. Actually, leads on quite nicely. So I was I was going to do some more kind of digital programs and online courses, and I've got a couple of like evergreen building your business model and things like that on online. But what I've come back to over the last few months is my my signature one on one program. So it's working with somebody for a minimum of three months, and a lot of my clients actually extend that out to sort of six months, nine months, or a year. And um, but working with somebody one on one to really help them go from where they are to where they want to get to in their business. In a lot of situations, people need clarity, but that accountability and the support is so valuable. I mean, I have it myself. So I have mentors that I lean on when I have the bad day or I'm stuck and I'm on the phone and I'm like, please help me. I don't know what to do. Sometimes <laughs> sometimes you just need to talk it out with somebody. Sometimes mm-hmm. you need strategy. Sometimes you need just to really explore a few ideas mm-hmm. because when you're trying to do I, I really don't believe we're supposed to do this on our own. I don't think we're supposed to do business on our own or life on our own. I agree. And just finding the help that, that, that resonates with you. And I think, you know, if you can find a coach or a mentor for your business, it will be one of the best things you do. It was one of the best things that I did very early on for myself, whether that's somebody who's in your family that, that understands what you're going through, because it can be mm-hmm. really lonely. It can be really lonely. Very and, lonely as an entrepreneur. Yeah. 
Yeah. And trying to do all of the things, it stops you from being exhausted. It stops you from, from reaching the point where you feel like you have to just collapse because somebody will catch you before then. And that's, it's kind of like pay it forward. So what you learn through that process, somebody else will learn with you and you can pass that on to someone else. And for me, it's, it really is maintaining that, that relationship through a you know, three months. I always say to somebody, give yourself three months of something, gym, healthy eating, something, give yourself mm-hmm, three months. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you need to break that habit, which is what they say, 60 days or 65 yeah, days. Yeah, about 60 something. I just did a blog post on that about 60. They're saying about 66 to 254 days. Wow. Okay. Right. So <laughs> for to create new habits. Yes. Yeah. So, so give yes, yourself yes. three months of them. You know, if you're choosing one, one stream of social media, we spoke about that earlier, give yourself three months, you know, and it's so helping somebody really put the building blocks in. So we cover everything in the business, sales, marketing, content strategy, all of the different things we plan out. We do like a, a big VIP half a day session where it's all about the business. We plan out what we're going to do. Quite often we're taking things away, not adding things in because mm-hmm. that's that's the thing. It's streamlining, being focused that suits your time. So if you've got five hours a week to work on your business or 50 hours a week and you're really pumped with energy and you've got all of the time that you want to put in, whatever that is, we make it work for you. So we tailor all of those things, but we make sure the big things get hit. So the sales get hit, the, the ch- marketing channels that work for you. And it's just building on those processes and then making sure that you have accountability and support through that. And I think the decision that you made to stay with one-on-one is probably the best decision simply because you have to work through so much. And if you're doing like group coaching with someone or others to, you know, help them grow their business and help it be successful, you may miss that person that is still struggling with those limiting beliefs, but one-on-one, you can't miss it. I mean, you're able to see it. You're, you know, you're able to talk them through it. So I love that you kept that business model, even though people all around us are doing like group coaching and (laughs) workshops and things like that. But one-on-one is where you can truly make such a big impact. Not that you can't in these other areas, but you connect so differently in one-on-one. Mm-hmm. It's, it's definitely different. I think when you, when you've got a knowledge gap for something specific, that's, that can be quite practical, a, an online course can be great. Mm-hmm. But when you're on, when you're on a longer term journey, the one-on-one support really is, it is the way to go because I've got lost in group courses before and I've been like, I actually need some specific help. What about my business? I, I know. <laughs> I know me yeah. too. The same thing. Yes. Okay. What resources can you recommend for women business owners? I, I'm going to come back to do what works for you. I think for me personally, podcasts are a, a really great way to stay inspired and stay connected and just really get, feel like I'm not on my own. So I, I, I love a, a walk and a podcast. That's like one of my favorite things to do. It really is um, walk in nature and a podcast. And sometimes I just sit on the grass and finish listening to it if it's a long one. So those are my favorite things to do. I would look at what it is that you want to do in business and find the resources for that one thing for, for your next three months. And don't overload yourself with different kinds of content. I think resources find the way that you absorb information for the one thing that you want to do. Um, What is one podcast that's your favorite that you like to listen to the most? I love Brené Brown. So I listen to her podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Tim, I mean, Tim Ferriss has a brilliant podcast, but it's like, there's, it's very heavy on the kind of strategy. It's the, the very multi-billion dollar successful entrepreneur, which sometimes actually uh, my clients have said to me, they find that off-putting because it's too far ahead of where they are. Mm-hmm. So, um, but Brené Brown's podcast, I could, because I love Brené Brown, but I love her podcast too. <laughs> okay, great. Thank you for tuning in to today's show. Remember to stay tuned in as I continue to help you dismantle and unpack belief systems that no longer serve you. I know you have many choices when it comes to listening to great content. I'm thankful you chose to listen to your day and beyond. Don't forget to turn on your notification settings for the podcast so you won't miss the new episodes. And please don't forget to subscribe and give your feedback. Join me here on Wednesdays for some impactful and thought-provoking insight on topics about dating and relationships and everything in between. Hit the subscribe button now so you don't miss a single episode. If this episode inspired you, please share it with a friend and help me grow my subscribers. If you're still feeling stuck on how to start or grow a successful business, you can reach Michelle at www.noframework.com that's k-n-o-w framework.com awesome michelle thank you so much for being with us today and sharing all of this insightful knowledge and i wish you the best and i'm sure we're going to be connecting again thank you thank you thank you